What is up, Dolphins? And welcome back. And welcome to my new channel. And this is called the. This is called Fins TV. And my name is Jacob. I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan. And I'm starting a new channel. And I already have a YouTube channel called Gator TV. And as you can see, I'm a big Florida Gator fan. And I talk all about college football and Florida Gators football on that channel. So I'll put the link to the in the description of that channel. But this is my new, I'm starting a new channel because I'm also a huge Miami Dolphins fan. And today, um, I'm, I'm also recording an episode of my podcast for my Miami Dolphins podcast. And you can go check that out on Spotify and everything. And I'll send you the link to the description in that. So I'm recording a podcast episode at the same time I'm recording this video. So, anyway, today... We're going to be talking about today's, and we just got some breaking news before I get to anything. The Miami Dolphins just released um, the off first former first round pick, uh, offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson from the, and we got him from the Tennessee Titans um, like last week. Um, but anyway, we just released him and he just got here to Miami and now we already released him. So, he is no longer a Miami Dolphin now. We just got him from the Titans, but now he has been released today. The news just broke. So, I had to get this video to you guys. So, anyway, today we're going to do a recap of the first week of free agent, NFL free agency. So, free agency started on Monday in the tamping, tampering period. Already happened, so let's get into it. So make sure, and this is my first video on this new channel. So make sure you subscribe, like, turn on those notifications, and um, comment down below what you think about this video, and show your support for the channel in the comment section below, and also share this video. Make sure, you, and make sure you hit that bell so you don't miss any of my. Dolphins content on here and NFL content. So, anyway, let's get started. So, we'll start with the Isaiah Wilson stuff. So, what this, let's see what happens. We'll talk about what happens when, um, or what's the impact of this release. But first, uh, Miami Dolphins just released Isaiah Wilson after, or three days after officially acquiring him. He's a, this is his second year. He's a second-year offensive tackle, and this is according to Ian Rappaport. So the news was reported by Miami Herald at first, and there's a lot, a couple incidents that led to releasing him. Um, and he was hours late for his team physical. He was hours. He was late for his onboarding process, and he didn't show up for voluntary workouts, and. He, he previously committed to that Thursday and Friday. So the Dolphins try to support him, but now they're moving on. And he was a former first round pick and now he's heading to waivers. So and he was acquired by Miami. We we acquired him from the Tennessee Titans. And it was also a seventh round pick swap with the Titans. Um receiving the Dolphins twenty twenty one selection. And receiving my, my 
and receiving Tennessee's seventh round pick in 2022. So let's talk about the impact of this trade or this release. I mean, so now we're trying to because the O line because now we got Eric Flowers. As long as he stays healthy, he he should be good. Um, because last season he had a cup, he had an injury, and he was out. He missed a couple games. Then we had Solomon Kinley. Um, and we we and the Patriots are now. By the way, they're signing everybody. They just got Ted Karras and Kyle Van Noy, which we're gonna get into that later. Later, but how does this impact the offensive line? Well, I don't think he was. Isaiah Wilson was going to be the starter right away anyway. Like start like a week one starter. So it'll take him some time to start to develop and grow into this offensive line. But I know he's had some legal issues. But overall, he's a pretty solid player. He's from Georgia. And I remember my Gators playing against him. And he did a really good job over there at Georgia. Um... In that Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville, Florida, so um, Isaiah Wilson, he's a solid, he's a solid um, offensive tackle, but now we're moving on from him. How does this impact the offensive line? We still got Eric Flowers, um, and we got Ted Karras isn't there anymore, but we got Solomon Kinley, and then we have Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson and Eric Flowers, I think we're gonna really try and develop them heading into this in this off season, especially heading into training camp because we need to get a run game going, and our and we'll talk about the running backs later too, but this O line needs to be more consistent, especially in pass protection or in, I mean run blocking, because run blocking we need to, we need because the running backs are having to fight for every single yard that. Um, they're trying to get by themselves. So, like Miles Gaskin, he was trying to do all the heavy lifting, all the work. But he's got to. We got to get him some open holes and running lanes and stuff. So, yeah. So, and also, let's talk about some winners and losers so far for free agency this week. And for the winners. It's the Patriots. The Patriots, um, they they've been signing everybody. They sp- they're spending big money, and they're and the Dolph- for the Dolphins. Everybody's saying, "Well, you guys are spending. You're only you're being so cheap, man, with these one year deals and stuff." But anyway, um, for the Patriots, they're signing everybody. They signed. Linebacker, outside linebacker Matt Judon from the Ravens. They signed tight end Jonu Smith, and then they s- signed. Um, who else did they sign? Yeah, they signed Judon and Smith. They also got um, Devon Gotchow from the Dolphins. They t- took him from us, but he was injured last season. But Devon Gotchow should probably help them a lot. Um, and the interior of the defensive line. So, um, and they also got um, Ted Karras from the Dolphins. And then they, they got another guy back who used to be on the Patriots. And then he went to the Dolphins last season. He came to Miami last season. That's Kyle Van Noy, who 
got released. That was a surprising release, but it made sense though. And we saved a whole lot of caps and cap space um, by releasing Kyle Van Noy. And by the way, the, the NFL's new cap space this year, 180, or the salary cap this year, $182.5 million. And that's a decrease, actually. And I think it's like the second decrease since 2011, right? I don't think I'm right about that. Maybe I am. But then they also got Hunter Henry and Nelson Aguilar from the the Raiders. And then they got Kendrick Bourne. And now that should help Cam Newton a lot. Because now he should have some good offensive weapons. And, and then they also got Henry Anderson. And then they also got Carl Davis. And then they also brought in cornerback Jalen Mills. Um, and Trent Brown, who's a former Florida Gator. And then they reunited with Kyle Van Noy. But quarterback, I think it's still the issue there. But they need to, and they need to ad- address that. But they should have a much better roster this year. And then for the losers, it's the Bears. The Bears, like, oh my, I think they even got a little bit of a downgrade here with this whole Andy Dalton stuff and all this. Um, and the Mitchell Trubisky, they gave away Mitchell Trubisky to the the Bills. And now they got Andy Dalton, and I don't think he was that great in Dallas last year. So... Andy Dalton, I think, and as bad as Mitchell Trubisky, I think Mitchell Trubisky is, Andy Dalton just might be worse, alright, in my opinion, because I've never seen Andy Dalton, like, like, it's literally, I literally watched him with A.J. Green, and A.J. Green, and that was when he was in his prime, I don't think A.J. Green's in his prime anymore, but, he's, but by the way, A.J. Green went to the Cardinals, and so did Ronnie Hudson, and then Kenyon Drake went to the Raiders. And he used to be on the Dolphins. So, anyway, the the Bears they need a they need a their quarterback is the problem. Their defense has been doing all the heavy lifting. They've been carrying the team, and like the offense is what's holding them back. There and it starts with quarterback. They need to find a consistent quarterback. They need someone out other on the offense other than Allen Robinson, and he's not. And the Dolphins can't get him, by the way. But do they put a franchise tag on him? Let me know in the comments. But um, they need a Mitchell Trubisky. And Mitchell Trubisky, he couldn't get it done in Chicago. And now they're bringing in Andy Dalton. I'd rather get a another. If I was the Bears, I'll get a another offensive weapon. Um, and free agency, and then. And then I'll go to the draft and draft a good quarterback. So, um, they need, they're, they've been looking for a quarterback for a while. And they try to make a huge push to trade for Russell Wilson. And then they're trying to offer Deshaun Watson. But now, for the whole, we'll get into Deshaun Watson stuff. And he got sued, and they three women filed like a lawsuit on him. And stuff, but now it's like, and I don't think he's going to the the Jets. I don't think he's going. And it's either the Jet. He's not going to the Jets. It's probably either the the. It's either Denver or 
And he still could possibly go to Miami. But for me, I would rather just stay with Tua and develop, develop him. Maybe in year three, he could help us get a good playoff run. And then he'll get, we'll get closer to a Super Bowl. But Andy Dalton, I don't know, man. And he's already QB1 in Chicago. So, anyway, let's take a look at some salaries for the, they're the salary cap, the cap numbers for the Dolphins. We'll talk about Xavier Howard, actually. Let's go ahead and t start with Xavier Howard. He's second, he has the second highest cap number on the team right now. $13,500,000. And the dead money and cap savings for him, like six. Million seven hundred thousand dollars, and then Byron Jones, he's at the top right now on our team, sixteen million one hundred thousand dollars. Um, and let's talk about who can stay. Or well, first, before I get to ask, let's finish Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard, there's been some. They could, he could, he might get traded, but. I don't want to trade him. I don't want to give him away, man. Because I'm a huge Xavier Howard fan. And I love Xavier Howard. And now he wants to get paid more. And he remember he had that big contract. And that made him the highest paid corner in the league. And and he bought out, though, last year. And he bought out in 2018. And then he had an injury in 2019. So, but he came, the way he came back from that injury. And he bought out 10 interceptions. Led the league. I was so mad when he didn't get Defensive Player of the Year. And, and some people are saying we should get J.C. Jackson. And why get him when Xavier Howard is better? And J.C. Jackson was actually right behind Xavier Howard in interceptions last year, though. And J.C. Jackson is also pretty good. He's from the Patriots. But X, I'll take X over J.C. Jackson. I'll keep him. And to keep him, I'll just keep paying Xavier Howard. He's earning that money, so we're going to keep paying Xavier Howard. But here's the thing when Deshaun Watson comes into this conversation. Because when Deshaun Watson comes, like, and we we have two choices. We either keep Tua and develop him. And I know Xavier Howard's on defense, but you see the way he was playing when Tua, Tua was here, right? And Xavier Howard's in his prime right now. But when Deshaun, we'll see. How long it takes when Deshaun Watson comes, and we'll see how long it takes for our team to get to that playoff caliber level, Super Bowl winning level, and then Xavier Howard won't even be in his prime anymore by the time that happens. Probably if we get Deshaun Watson, so I'll just keep Tua Tagovailoa and develop him, and then we'll get. And then Xavier Howard, right? Because right now he's in his prime. All right? He's not going to... And we got to keep paying him. So, I'll keep Xavier Howard right now. But there's rumors where he, he can get traded. So, now let's talk about some people that we got from free agency this week. So, let's start off with Will Fuller from the Houston Texans. So, we... Or on Thursday, we signed Will Fuller, wide receiver from the Houston Texans, on a one-year deal 
worth over ten million dollars. And so for Will Fuller, he's like six feet, one hundred eighty something pound wide receiver. Um, he's got um he I know him or he hasn't even played a full season in the NFL yet. He's only played like a eleven games I think because he's had some injuries and he also got suspended. Remember, so but he'll he only get. I know he only, we don't get to, he only get to play until week two, but still, we got it, we landed a big fish here. I'm excited, and a lot, I know, a lot of people, you can say what you want about this, this, um, this deal right here with Will Fuller, because a lot of, I saw a lot of these Dolphins fans in the comment sections for all these other Dolphins videos, they've been, they've been, they've been against this stuff, and that's okay, man, that's their opinion. But I think this is a good snag for Miami. And I know it's only one year, but the Dolphins got something good here. And this should, now we got Devontae Parker on one side and Albert Wilson, or not Albert Wilson. Oh, yeah, we do have him. And he, they're expected to, Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns are expected to return this year after opting out of the season last season because of COVID 19. But Will Fuller on one side. Devontae Park on the other side. And here's the thing. Because we need to... We're lacking explosive weapons on offense with experience who can actually make plays outside of Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker. And now, this um, signing of Will Fuller should really help. Because he's good. I know him for his route running. Like, deep down the field. His vertical route running is very well. And you can hit him on a deep ball. He's got good speed for running longer routes. And two and something we didn't really do last season with Tua is a t push the ball downfield and be a little bit more aggressive um, on offense. And that's something Tua can help, or he can start growing with Will Fuller with that. So um, that should really help on offense. So, anyway, Will Fuller, it's worth over $10 million on a one-year deal. So, um, this should really help out the offense a lot, especially in the passing game. And he's a big-time playmaker. His playmaking ability is very well. And before we move on, and like I was talking, like I said about lacking offensive we explosive weapons, and I know we have Mike Gesicki, and um, and I want to take I want to take Kyle Pitts, and not just because he's a Florida Gator, and I'm a Florida Gator fan, but him and Gesicki would be really nice, and Gesicki and, and Mike Gesicki's really good, man. I'm not gonna lie, he's really good, and he can make those really good catches, much like Pitts. Kyle Pitts at Florida, I've, I'm a Gator fan. And I've been watching him every single game of the season. He's been balling out. Like, you could, and it's, as part of playing in the SEC, man. Like, against Georgia, he is mossing people. Like, when they're in perfect position, like, it's not even fair. So, for the DB that's guarding, or a defender that's guarding him. So, you can count on Pitts to make big catches. Like, um, how he did against, like, against Georgia this 
past season. So if you watch that game, but um, now we have the choice to either draft another quarter or now it's either Deshaun Watson or Tua probably. But now we can. Before it was like we were thinking, heading in the, right when our off season started, we were like, we're either gonna de- we're gonna either develop Tua and keep Tua. And we're going to go in the draft and draft like another offensive weapon or an offensive player besides a quarterback. Or we're going to draft another quarterback. Because Tua struggled at that time, but he made the rookie mistakes you're expect- you're, we would expect a rookie quarterback in the NFL to make. So, And Tua actually did pr- a pretty solid job like when we weren't pushing the ball down the field. But... Now this year, I think we're gonna, we're gonna try and get Tua to be a little bit more aggressive on offense and trying to get him to attack downfield a little bit more. Cause now we got Devonte Parker, Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson, oh, and now we got Will Fuller. So now the next player, Matt Skura from the Baltimore Ravens, the center on a one, we signed him on a one year deal, and Former starting center, and this is perfect. This came at the right time because Ted Karras signed with the Patriots, so this was a need for the Dolphins. And we um, got, and the Dolphins, the Dolphins, we also have been linked to former Patriots center David Andrews, but that would remove them as, well, this would seem to remove them as a landing spot. But Matt Skura. 28 years old, signed on the, with the Ravens as an undrafted free agent back out of Duke back in 2016. So now we got him on a one-year deal. So this should really help out on the offensive line. I was so happy when we landed this because I know he struggled a little bit with the snaps, but um, last season he was still... One of the and he was one of the best. They ranked him as one of the best centers in the National Football League. So Matt Skura should really help, especially in run blocking. I think. And we need and Tua needs more time to throw the football. Because if he don't have time, he's gonna make a lot of mistakes. And that's part of the reason why he got benched a lot. Like against the Broncos when he got benched, but he didn't have enough time to throw the football. And it's gonna get, it's gonna pressure him, and he's gonna make mistakes. So we need, and then in the run game, we need to actually open up holes that Miles Gaskin, DeAndre Washington, um, Savon Ahmed, Jordan Scarlett, and all those, and Matt Breida, all those guys can run through those holes if we open them up. So, and we have good running backs. Just the O-line needs to do their part now. And we're going to try and develop that offensive line. And make... Because they're not going to be... You see all these teams that win Super Bowls. And... Like... They they don't have to... You don't have to win a... You don't have to have like the greatest... They're good, but they're not one of the greatest offensive lines ever. And stuff. So I think this Dolphins... For this Dolphins team... We're not going to have like the really good offensive line. But it'll be good... Enough to win a Super Bowl. And we'll have some good moments. And we'll be pretty decent. And we'll have some. 
And we'll be pretty consistent too. And we'll start to hold our own on the offensive front. So this signing of Matt Skura from the Ravens should really help. And next, moving on, Robert Foster. At 25 years old, he signed on with the Bills as an undrafted free agent out of Alabama. And this is a former Tua Tagovailoa teammate in 2018. And then he agreed, and then he agreed to a three-year, $1.51 million contract with the Bills. And then he was waived and then got re-signed to the practice squad. But then they promote, the Buffalo promoted him to the active roster. And then he was managed, and he managed to make the, somehow managed to make the 53-man roster in 2019. Then he re-signed. As an exclusive rights free agent last offseason, but was released coming out of the preseason. So, then the Packer, the Packers signed him to the practice squad and everything. But, anyway, Robert Foster has signed with the Miami Dolphins. And that's a wide receiver, former Chua Tagovailoa teammate. And now we're getting more and more stacked at wide receiver. Man, this is helping... Tua get more comfortable as well as get explosive offensive weapons. Cause this guy, and now he has good chemistry with this guy, with Robert Foster. Cause they are college teammates at Alabama. So this should really help this offense, especially in the passing game. And a lot of people were saying we need a good slot receiver. Cause, I mean, we got Jakeem Grant, but. They're saying we should get Curtis Samuel. And there's rumors we're get Chris Carson, by the way, but he's staying with the Seahawks. But anyway, they're saying we could get Chris someone like Curtis Samuel. But a lot of people wanted like um they wanted like a Chris Godwin or an Allen Robinson or some other slot or kinda of another guy who could anyone who could fit in the slot. And and now we can't. And Juju Smith-Schuster's off the market. He's staying in Pittsburgh, by the way. So, um, anyway, we got, um, and then they're saying we should get Curtis Samuel from. Uh, Curtis Samuel is good. He's and he's he's got good separation. He can he can get a lot of separation from the DB that's covering him with that speed. So and he and he can work. We can work him in the slot. Made him come in motion. And he's good with his route running. Not like crispy routes like Jakeem Grant runs. And I saw Jakeem Grant in his off-season workouts. He was running crisp routes. His route running is good. And his speed is good. And his footwork and agility is very good. And Jakeem Grant's a fast, speedy punt returner. And he's quick. So, Jakeem Grant... Did a really good job with punt returning last season. And he even took one to the house against the Rams. So, um, anyway, back to Robert Foster. I think we could use him in the slot sometimes. But otherwise, um, let me know in the comments, though. Do you think this guy's a guy that could catch 50-50 balls? But um, this should really boost. The offense at wide receiver. So we made it. I think we made a good move. And let me know in the comments for each.
player that I talk about for the that the Dolphins signed. Um, let me know if you think it was a good move or a bad move. All right. So now, now this isn't a Dolphins player, but this is a guy we are. I was telling everyone to target. Um, once he got released, and that is Rodney Hudson from the Raiders. He, he got released by the Raiders, and I was like. As like as soon as he got released, I was like, "Man, we have to target Ronnie Hudson. This well, he was gonna he's gonna help our offensive line a lot." But right when I said that, then a little bit later, then he got sent to the Arizona Cardinals, and now Kyler Murray over there in Arizona, he has a lot of help. AJ Green's coming there, and now he's got Ronnie Hudson, and. Ronnie Hudson's a pro bowler. He's a pro bowl center. So, um, Arizona got a big win. So, but, um, they finalized a trade with the Cardinals and a 2021 seventh round pick to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange, in exchange for a 2021 third round pick. So, that's what I got. For Rodney Hudson. And then now let's talk about. Some other guys while we signed. So we also got a two year contract. With no, former New England Patriots. Defensive tackle Adam Butler. And then we also got Justin Coleman. Who start from the Lions. The defensive back. Who started 16 games. Mostly in the slot. And then he had two seasons with the Lions. And then he got released. breaking, And he broke up. Four, he had 14 pass breakups. And one interception, and he also forced three fumbles, and a fumble recovery, all in 2019. And then now, he's so let's talk about this. So now he's, I think he's gonna be competing with Noah Igbenogany, um, and Nick Needham for a backup spot with the Dolphins. And he signed a four-year, 36 million dollar contract with the Lions during free agency in 2019. And he was one of the he's the one of the league's highest paid slot corners um, at the time. And he was undrafted out of Tennessee and played two seasons each in New England, Seattle, and the and Detroit the Detroit Lions. And then he appeared in seventy nine games, that's twenty nine starts, and broke up forty one passes with four interceptions and two return for touchdowns. And he also forced four fumbles and recovered four um, fumbles. So, so Justin Coleman, he's got a lot of upside, and that's a he's, we signed him on a one-year deal up worth up to two point seventy-five million dollars, and we got him on Wednesday. So Justin Coleman should really help in our secondary, but we got Xavier Howard. We got Nick Needham, Byron Jones, and then at slot, we're gonna have. I think we should put Noah Igbenogany at slot with Nick with Nick Needham and Justin Coleman. So, um, that's it. That's really the right step, or that's a good step in the right direction for this defense under Josh Boyer. So, now let's talk about Adam Adam Butler. He should really help. Because we lost, this came at the right time. We got, we lost one to the Patriots, and we got one from the Patriots. We got 
Now we got, because we lost Devon Godchow. But now we got Adam Butler, who I think might be even bigger than Devon Godchow. Because Devon Ch Godchow, I think he got a little smaller. Like in terms of weight. But Adam Butler should really help us get a good boost on this offensive line. Or the defensive line um, for the Dolphins. And our defense just needs, for me... For me, I think we just need to keep it up on defense. Our defense was pretty good last season. And that cover zero was really helping a lot. Because Brian Flores brought that over from the New England Patriots because he was the defensive coordinator there for the Patriots. So, and Brian Flores spent three years coaching Adam Butler when he was in New England. So, now, let's talk about Vince Beagle, the linebacker. He re he agreed to terms on a one-year deal to return to the Miami Dolphins. And he re-signed with the Dolphins. So, what does this mean? Well, it's a chance for Beagle to bounce back. Because he had a... um He tore his Achilles in the offseason in 2020. But if he's healthy, then he should provide a lot of depth at this position... And he's really good as a backup. He'll be good as an edge rusher. And, a, and he should also be good on special teams. And that was one of the bright... And one of the... Beagle, he is one of the brightest and most positive influences on a bad 2019 Dolphins team. So, now he'll get, he'll get a chance to be that player on a good 2021 Dolphins team. So... Um, and there's always a risk that risk that comes with it, cause he got a, he's still coming off a torn Achilles, so that could that might affect his play, if it does do have any effect, or there if there is any effect. So now let's talk about Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, we got a backup quarterback, and there's a lot of people. There's someone that told me that they're like he's like I'm dead, bro. This dude. Like, they, the Colts offered him an opportunity in 2019, and he sucked, and oh, this and that. No, we got a good backup quarterback here. And he's also and he also went to Florida, but then he transferred somewhere else. But he agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth up to $7.5 million with incentives and $5 million guaranteed. And a, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, so, well, now we'll have a good backup quarterback. And he started 32 games in his five-year career. So, Tua Tagovailoa is the, our starter. So, in case Tua, and I believe in Tua, but if something, if he struggles or he gets, or something happens, then Jacoby Brissett should, should back him up. So, and I think he can get it done. Um, we gotta develop him to where he can get it done and not make mistakes like on a tough road environment on the road where we need to come from behind and survive and win the game and come up clutch. So, and I think he can do it. I think Jacoby Brissett could come in the game and get it done if Tua can't get it done. But I think Tua has all the potential right now and I believe, I have faith, a lot of faith in Tua Tagovailoa. So, 
Anyway, the next, moving on to the next player, um, we got Malcolm Brown, and we didn't. The fact that we didn't sign a running back in free agency suggests that we might use an early round draft pick on a running back. But now we got Malcolm Brown, and he is out of Texas, and he spent his entire six-year career with the Rams, but. He, he only started two games. He ran for 101 times for 419 yards, a 4.1 average last season, and caught 23 passes for 162 yards. And someone was saying, like, um, one of the, like, we could get someone out of the, top, the draft's top three running backs, like Najee Harris out of Alabama, Travis Etienne. And now that we didn't get Chris Carson, now we could probably go into the draft and get one of those guys. Or Javante Williams from North Carolina. And that could be available with Miami's pick at 36. So, because now we didn't get Chris Carson. We did lose Matt Hawk, our punter, for the past four seasons. And he agreed to terms with um, the Buffalo Bills. But we but we replaced him. It came at the right time. We got Michael Pallardy from the Carolina Panthers, who missed last season due to injury. And then, yeah, we found Jacoby Brissett, and Jacoby Brissett had 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 80 an 84.1 career rating. And he's 12 and tw- but he is 12 and 20 as a starter, so that could be a low point. For for this um for this signing, so the Dolphins um we are so I was talking about what happened this week earlier, like for the for John Ross we actually had some interest in him this week, but Ross signed a one year two and a half million dollar deal. With the Giants on Tuesday. And he was selected ninth overall. By Cincinnati in 2017. And he had 51 career catches. For 773 yards. And 10 touchdowns. And 27 games. And he moves on from the Bengals. After four seasons. So. Um. Now. But when. Let's talk about when Rodney Hudson. Got released because he and I was kind of shocked when he got released by the Raiders because he's good and he has a pro football focus grade of seventy three point six and allowed he only allowed one sack last year and then he he also and also he cost the Raiders more in cap off the team than on it so um. But for the Kyle Van Noy stuff, um, um, I think it made sense to, and we saved a whole lot in cap space from that. But he was a good leader on the defense. But some he wasn't like the really he wasn't spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. But some games he was okay, he was good, he was all right, he was making plays, getting sacks. But the other games he just wasn't there. So. I'll probably say he was all right, but now we got rid of Shaq Lawson 
and we got him from we sent him to the Texans on Sunday and and return we got in a trade we got Bernardic McKinney the Pro Bowl a Pro Bowl linebacker from the Texans on March 7th or what was it no that was, that was sun, on Sunday at the time I'm recording this video but Kamu Gruger Hill um signed a one year deal up to three point twenty five million dollars with the Texans. So we also got yeah yeah we got Ma Malcolm Brown, Isaiah Wilson, he's no longer with us. So anyway, that should do it for this video on Finns TV. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I know this was a long one, but I hope you enjoyed it. This is my first video on this new channel here. Make sure you go subscribe and go check out my other ch YouTube channel, Gator TV. If you want, if you're a Florida Gator fan, or a college football fan, or an SEC football fan, so make sure you go. I'll put the link to that in the description. Make sure you go check out my podcast on, and you can listen to that on Spotify. But I hope you enjoyed this video. Um, fins up. Subscribe. Like. Comment down below. Share this video. Turn on those notifications. And I'll see you guys later. 305 for life. Fins up. Go Dolphins. Bye.